With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is FCB Radio, where real talk lives. Visit us online at fcbradio.com. This is Say What on the FCB Radio Network. Hey guys, welcome to Say What. I'm your host, Jessica Lavish, along with Sammy Cena. Um, just want to introduce you guys to Say What. Say What is a show that is for our community, for our girls, um, just to uplift them, help build them, and give them a platform to really talk about what they're, what's going on in their community and um, just things that they want to maybe address with women who are older and more experienced than they are. So to, uh, to start off the first episode, I have an interview with plus size model Alana Bryan. So how are you doing today? Good. I just had some coffee, so I'm like all, you know, amped up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So let's go ahead and get started. So um, just tell us a little bit about um, how, you got a, how you got started in modeling. Okay, so um, I would say I started like with a few little boutiques back home in Cleveland. Um, just trying to get a feel for it, like see if it's something I really wanted to do and if I, you know, if I could do it. Um, and then I more seriously started pursuing it like when I moved to LA. Obviously there's a lot more opportunity for that here. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say I started out of just my own interest. Like it was just something I always kind of wanted to do. And, um, yeah, I started small and now it's just going kind of bigger and bigger. Gotcha, gotcha, cool. So, was there anything um, in, in like particular that inspired you to become a model? Well, I think I've always been interested in fashion and just kind of the glamour of Hollywood. I mean, like I always ripped posters, uh, ripped pages like out of magazines and hung them on my wall. I just, I always loved it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, a girly girl in that way. I like makeup, hair products, clothes. It's just, it's fun. Yeah. So to make something that's fun into like a career or something that's a little bit more serious, obviously it has its challenges, but it's really exciting. Gotcha. Cool. So growing up, um, with you being considered a plus size model, um, growing up, were you bullied a lot? Um, and you know, maybe high school, junior high school or anything like that. And how did you overcome that bullying? So I definitely feel like I went through different phases. Like, I mean, I had my awkward goth stage, and I had my, like, punk stage, and I had my cheerleader popular girl stage. And I feel like with that comes different types of bullying or just, you know, the people you surround yourself with really have, I think, something to do with it. Mm -hmm. um, also, I wasn't, I will say, like, I wasn't plus-sized my whole life. I know people, like, kind of throw that term around now, but I've always been bigger. I've always been built. I've had curves. Um, but I wasn't bullied in the way that a lot of other plus-size kids were. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I even felt like I was on the opposite end where I had a lot of popular friends that were bullying kids and I just was not okay with that. So I feel like you have to separate yourself from those types of people mm-hmm. and just kind of take a stand and, and say like, this isn't okay. Um, I'm going to stand for what I believe in and, and try to do the best that you can supporting that. Okay, nice. If that makes sense. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> We're talking with Elena Bryan, Cleveland's own um plus size model. I wouldn't call her plus size. I think she's gorgeous, but whatever. <laughs> okay, yeah. Her um, model, whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> um so what advice would you give to a young uh, girl who may be being bullied about her body? Um 100% I would say you don't have to let that affect you. Um I think that you should kind of take those words and make yourself stronger and just know that it's coming from a good place. Um, Or, I mean, maybe it's not coming from a good place. It might be coming from uh, someone's own insecurities. Like, for example, the people that say the the meanest sort of things to me have the most insecurity about their own body and they just don't know how to deal with it. So I kind of would say, like, my best advice is to kind of laugh it off. Um, I'm not confrontation so like I know a lot of people kind of fight back and like will will say things back to their haters and trolling and everything um, but I really think it's important to kind of like stand your own and keep the peace and like make sure that you're happy um, and then you can deal with that whatever way is good for you whether it's approaching that person letting them know that it bothers you or just understanding that maybe they're going through something and it's not about you at all. So you just keep doing what you want to do and focus on your goals and eventually, like, you'll get to that place you want to be. Yeah, definitely. So going back, when you were a kid and you were sitting on the couch watching all of these different models, who was your model idol? Who did you look up to as a kid? I'm definitely obsessed with all the sort of, like, 80s supermodel styles, like Mm -hmm. Baywatch, Pamela (laughs) Anderson, like, um, I really like Cindy Crawford and those those types of um, early models. Mm-hmm. I feel like modeling was kind of a different thing back then, which I really, I'm sad it's not so much like that anymore, but um, those, I would say those types of models, but newly, um, I always say like my favorite role models now are like Ashley Graham and Iskra Lawrence, um, because they're really kind of leading the way of the new plus-size girls in um, being sexy and edgy, like Ashley does that, and then also Iskra really pushes for um, mental health and eating disorders and just, like, awareness about all of it. Mm-hmm. So if you had to follow, like, anyone, I would say that those would be my two um, current role models. Nice, nice. So what are um, maybe some hardships that you have experienced, you know, breaking into the industry as a uh, being considered a plus-size model? Um, <laughs> a lot. I would say that I still struggle with it. Okay. Um, a lot of brands and companies are starting to, like, get on the bandwagon, if you will, and offer a curve and plus-size division. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are also a lot of companies, the ones I would love to work with the most, that are still stuck in their ways and kind of old school, and they're not really ready to take on a whole other type of look. Um, so I feel like a lot of the newer companies are really embracing it and I, I love working with them and more of the well-known ones like, um, Victoria's Secret and, uh, Valentino, you know, Dior, those types of brands 
think it's going to take a little bit longer, but it's getting there. Yeah, definitely. It's not easy. It's Everyone wants to put you in their own little mold, mm-hmm. and you just have to kind of, like, work past that and say, okay, yeah, maybe you think I'm a plus size model, but how can we still work together mm-hmm. and, and make something happen? Nice. So if you could model for any designer, who would be the designer that you would want to model for? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> this is a really hard question, but I would love to model something for Michael Costello. Okay. Because I just love, oh, yes. um, he does, like, dresses for celebrities. I'm obsessed. Yes. I love dresses, awesome. and I just know I could totally rock his stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I would also love to model for more of a well-known brand like Calvin Klein, um, Valentino, something that is has not been considered curvy or plus, mm-hmm. um, because I think it would make a really big impact to see somebody like me in those types of ads or campaigns just to... You know, I don't know, try to make a difference in that. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. So what advice would you have for a girl, a plus-size girl, or any girl for that matter, that inspires to be a model? Okay, so if you really want to be a model, I would say the best advice I could give you is um, to bring more to the table than just showing up to model. I mean, I'm always trying to help in the shoot, be it like bringing creativity to the table, um, networking with different people, trying to have a little bit of a personality, doing commercial things. Um, it's it's definitely a tough industry now. It's, there's a lot of people trying to model and do different things. And I think the ones that really separate themselves, um, they have a good heart. They're doing something for a reason. Maybe not plus size or body positive, but just something that means something. Um, and they're not, don't take no for an answer. Like Mm -hmm. for every 10 no's, I get one really good yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and it can be like disheartening and it's really hard sometimes to hear like you're not the right fit or you're not tall enough, you're not this enough because it does make you feel like sometimes like you're not good Mm -hmm. or you're not good enough, but don't ever like let your not tall enough become you're not good enough in your mind. Um, just know that it's like just not the right fit and you have to just keep moving on okay nice and um if you what do you want your legacy when you pass on to to leave to say about you once you're gone oh my god that's such a loaded question <laughs> um, <I'm> sorry <laughs> <laughs> threw I that think, one in there <laughs> i don't know exactly but i do know that if i inspire anybody to do something i just want it to be to have more fun and and take more risks, like, mm-hmm. um, do things that you wouldn't have normally done. You don't want to be 85 years old saying, oh, man, I really wish I would have done that. Mm. Um, so I think a lot of the things that I do and, like, successes that I have is just because I don't want to have to worry about, like, did I not live my life fully enough? Um, was I having enough fun? Was I being cool enough? Like, I just want people to live and enjoy their life and not just feel like they have to do one job and... You know, right. have one type of lifestyle, and that's it, and that's the end of it. Because um, for me, I, I'm just very much not like that. I want to see the world. I want to go everywhere. I want to try everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really important yeah. to know that it's okay to do that. Like, you have permission to live your life. Yeah, definitely. All right, so what is next for Miss Elena Bryan? <laughs> <laughs> um... 
I do have some things in the works. Okay. I, I would really hope that you're looking out for, like, a big campaign coming. Nice. Um, also, something on the artistic side. So, maybe something in music. Okay. Um, I won't say much more about that, but... Okay. It should be really exciting. Yes, this sounds exciting. So tell everyone yeah. where they can uh, reach you on all your social media platforms. Well, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate talking to anyone. And if anybody wants to reach out to me, if you have questions, or especially girls, like if you just want to chat about the industry um, or issues with body positivity, those types of things, feel free to reach out to me. So my Instagram is my name, at Alana Bryan. Um, my Facebook is at Alana Bryan Info, Twitter, Alana Bryan. All my stuff is pretty much in my name, so you'll be able to find me. Um, I do also have a lot of YouTube videos on a, a channel called All Good Things Network. Mm-hmm. You could check out um, some things there. And I have like collaborations with um, Ipsy and hmm. a lot of different brands you can find me from. So nice. just type in my name pretty much and I'll come. You can find me somehow. All right, Alana. Thank you so much for, you know, talking to our girls about, you know, positive body image and just how how to overcome some of the obstacles that uh, what they consider plus size uh, may go through. Yeah. So thank you so much uh, for that. A hundred percent. Thanks for having me. And like in any time, just I'm here, you know. All right. Thank you so much. OK, bye. Bye bye. And we'll be right back. This is Jessica Lavish with The Outlaws. We know that racism still exists in our country, but what about slavery? Human trafficking, a form of modern-day slavery, is where people profit from the control and exploitation of others by means of force, fraud, and coercion. Tragically, no country, community, or individual is immune from the vast injustice. Human trafficking is driven by demand. Instead of contributing to the problem, we can be part of the solution. If we eliminate the demand, we eliminate human trafficking. For more information, follow hashtag Tag demand no more. Welcome back to Say What. I just want to say thank you so much, Alana, Brian, for coming on and giving some insight for how it is to be a plus size model in the industry. So we really appreciate that. Um, next, I have a great interview from Sammy and Josephine. They were they had the pleasure of interviewing Mandy Smith, the Education Programs Manager at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, my name is Mandy Smith, mm-hmm. and I'm the Education Programs Manager, okay. which means I'm in charge of all of the pre-kindergarten through college programming here at the okay. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you think the change from the past till now had affected the society and the surroundings of what the Rock Hall is today. Yeah, and the Rock Hall is a great place to sort of see societal change. Because mm-hmm. uh, out in our main exhibit hall, it starts with the roots of rock and roll. So music's like the blues and country and bluegrass and uh, rhythm and blues. Uh, so back before the 1950s when rock and roll really started going, uh, and it goes all the way up to the present day with our Right Here, Right Now exhibit, mm-hmm. uh, where you can see, you know, uh, Everyone from The Weeknd and Rob Zombie to mm-hmm. Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can kind of see some of the changes, but also the continuities of rock history. Uh, you can see that artists are dealing with a lot of the same issues, just like uh, people in general are dealing with the same mm-hmm. issues, like uh, things like 
uh, racial inequality, mm -hmm. for example, um, which I think has you know, gotten better over the years, but mm -hmm. obviously mm -hmm. we still have a, a ways to go. Mm -hmm. um, so you can see artists kind of uh, interacting with society in similar ways throughout rock and roll history. Mm. Um, also, the way it's been impacted, like you said, um, with the you know, artists, musicians, um, going through a lot of the issues with like racism and you know things like that how do you think that women have impacted um music and you know being in the rock and roll hall of fame yeah that's a good question i think women have become more visible throughout the history of rock and roll mm -hmm. uh, but they were kind of always there mm -hmm. really even from the beginnings i mean janice joplin uh, mm -hmm. uh -huh, mm -hmm. and even before janice joplin mm -hmm. with uh uh, female contemporaries of Elvis Presley, like Wanda yeah. Jackson, one yeah. of our uh, Rock Hall inductees who actually just played on our stage, I believe it was last summer, okay. uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, and you see it in the roots of rock and roll, too, uh, with artists like Sister Rosetta Tharp, who mm -hmm. was totally shredding an electric guitar <laughs> right. in her gospel <laughs> right. church right. <laughs> before right. rock and roll even existed. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so I, I think women have always been an important part of rock and roll, but uh, in the history books, they've kind of gotten written out from, from time to time. Yeah. And one of the things we try to do here at, uh, with our exhibits and our education programs is to write the women back in because we're a really important part of the history. With, um, with Cardi B winning a Grammy mm -hmm. this year, right. how do you think that um, minority women have impacted the music industry? Uh, hugely. Mm -hmm. Hugely. I mean... Uh, even if you, again, going back to the mm -hmm. beginning, mm -hmm. uh, artists like Ruth Brown in the 1950s having huge hits mm -hmm. uh, and, and really affecting rock and roll. Um, yeah, I think uh, women of color have had a huge impact on rock and roll. And mm -hmm. uh, I think, unfortunately, a lot of people try to take the music of minority women and say that it's not rock and roll mm -hmm. conveniently mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that it somehow doesn't fit in that history but absolutely like I janelle monet like yeah. you can yeah, yeah she mm -hmm. she wavers to different areas yeah or mm -hmm. like or like janet jackson who's getting inducted yes. this year a lot of yes. people you know might say oh well she's not really rock and roll but not only does she use a lot of uh you know rock and roll instruments but she really kind of pioneered mm -hmm. New Jack Swing. And mm -hmm. I mean, New Jack Swing is a part of rock and roll history. Right, yeah. right, absolutely. Do you think over the years, the major award ceremonies like the BT Awards, mm -hmm. the Rock and Roll Awards, the Grammy Awards, like all the different popular award ceremonies have impacted people's perspective on what the genre of rock and roll is all about? Yeah, I think that they do have some impact, the, those sort of major capstone events. And, uh, I mean, we can't get ourselves here. that mm -hmm. we, we do that, too, mm -hmm. right, with who gets into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm glad each year as more women and more minorities get inducted into the Rock Hall, sort of expanding that, uh, that canon, mm -hmm. the canon of mm -hmm. rock and roll music right. and, and what it is and what it should be. You know, artists like Tupac, getting inducted, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I think is, is wonderful. Because, I mean, if you think about hip-hop, what was hip-hop at the beginning? Right. It was people spinning 
certain sections of disco, funk, and rock and roll Sabling, records. Yeah, so yeah. it's really all part of the same tradition. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Speaking of people being inducted, mm-hmm. who have been the top three favorite of yours? Mm. Top three. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Well, I know who my top one is. Okay. My favorite band of all time is Pearl Jam. Oh, and they okay. got inducted a, a couple years ago. They did. Was it 2017? It was. Uh, in New York. And I actually got to, to go out and see that oh, wow. uh, induction ceremony, which wow. was amazing to see my favorite band ever being inducted. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, but some of my other favorites, oh, man. I'm, I'm a really big fan of, like, metal and punk. Mm-hmm. So, like, Metallica is one of my favorite inductees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pulling for Rage Against the Machine. They've been inducted the last like two them. years. Yes. Or, I'm sorry, nominated the last two years. Yes. I, ho- I hope they get in sometime I do. Soon I do, too. Keep your fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, talking about those uh, who are nominated to, um, or inducted, the ones that are nominated to be inducted into the Rock and Hole Next, who do you think, you know, would be? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, I think that some of the bands that have gotten nominated in the past mm-hmm. few years and not gotten in mm-hmm. will continue to get nominated. Okay. Um, and I think that we've been seeing with the last few years... Uh, this sort of expanding into more bands like from the 80s mm-hmm. now. Now that we have a lot of the classic rock groups in, mm-hmm. uh, we're starting to get a lot more current groups on the ballot as they become eligible. Gotcha. Uh, because in order to be eligible, you have to have released your uh, first official record 25 years ago. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Criteria. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the one hard and fast rule. Mm-hmm. Everything else is sort of subjective. Like your impact, your influence, your innovation. Yeah. Things that can't exactly be measured, but things that people can certainly spend hours arguing about. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you think um, over the past few years, the Rock Hall of Fame have provided a big influence on the younger crowd, mm-hmm. like the younger generation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we are uh, becoming more and more relevant uh, to the younger generation as we sort of uh, <clears throat> induct newer acts mm-hmm. and as we find ways to connect the inductees to current acts today uh, so for example in our education programs a lot of them are sort of about music of the past mm-hmm. but we always have uh, some sort of relevant moments to today so like we have a, a class on music and social justice in the 1960s and 70s mm-hmm. but we always have a current example of how people are using music as a social force today yeah uh, currently we use uh the band The Killers is an example. Recently, we've used John Legend in Common. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, can you go back and talk about the um, educational classes you were referring to and mm-hmm. um, how does that kind of work? Who do you like typically work with and things like that? Do you work with different schools, um, mm-hmm. things like that? Yeah, good question. So. Uh, Pretty much all of our programs happen on site. We don't do a lot of outreach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our kindergarten through 12th grade program is called Rock in the Schools, and it sees anywhere from 16 to 20,000 students a year. Ooh, wow. that's, so, that's amazing. That's reaching a lot, that's a lot of students. students coming through our yeah. doors. Uh, and it's actually free to Northeast Ohio. Wow. Oh. So, like, if you're a teacher at a Cleveland Metropolitan School District mm-hmm. school, 
um, or you know, out in Shaker Heights mm-hmm. or, or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can actually bring your students here for free and you take an hour long program and then you also get to tour the museum for free. Wow. Oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Wow. And then we also have a, a toddler rock program, which is, um, you, you can't really like sign up for it like you can the rock in the schools mm-hmm. class, but mm-hmm. we, um, mainly because the same students come every week. And okay. so they learn their like, their numbers and their letters. Mm-hmm. And That's sharing awesome. Sharing and social skills and things like that. That is awesome. What was the, um primary goal of you guys introducing the classes for the kids for the rock falls you know actually these programs are so old they happened way before i got here but i think the primary goal now and probably then was Mm -hmm. um uh, embedded into our mission statement as our our whole organization our mission statement is to engage teach and inspire through the power of rock and roll Mm -hmm. so we've always wanted to uh, be involved in the community and give back to the community mm-hmm. and reach students who maybe aren't always getting the best mm-hmm. educations and giving right. them this world-class educational experience, mm-hmm. uh, really harnessing the power of rock and roll to do that, to yeah. teach them things that they already need to be learning anyway. Mm-hmm. 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 Kind of expose them as well to different things. Yeah. What, um, what artists that are, um, who are out there now do you think that would be great candidates for the Hall of Fame when they do meet the criteria and become eligible? That's a good question, because you can never really tell what, what history will bring, you know, mm-hmm. what the future will bring, but I think there are some artists out there that I personally would love to see get inducted and I think are ripe for inducting. And like, the first one that always comes to my mind is Beyonce. Yeah. I, I think that when she's eligible, I, I hope she gets in the first year she's eligible, right, because right. I think... I mean, I think she's the Michael Jackson of today. She's mm-hmm. everything, right? Mm-hmm. She's the best dancer. She's making all these sort of uh, headways in fashion. And uh, her musicianship is amazing, mm-hmm. too. I mean, particularly Lemonade. That album mm-hmm. just blew my mind the first mm-hmm. time that mm-hmm. I heard it. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the best albums of the <clears throat> decade. I agree. And so yeah. I think she's really just kind of... <laughs> she's the full package. Yeah. And, <clears throat> I also think that in our sort of uh, subjective criteria of innovation, impact, and influence, mm-hmm. I mean, she's got all three of them. Just the impact that she's I had agree. on the world, the influence she's mm-hmm. had on other artists who've come up, mm-hmm. uh, and just sort of her innovation and what mm-hmm. she's done with music and with fashion and mm-hmm. with dance and everything. Mm-hmm. Being an icon, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. What... um. You mentioned those three things, uh, innovation, impact, and what was the third one? Influence. Influence. How do you think, um, how do you think, well, you know what, we'll come back to that. Let me, okay. let cool. me, yeah. Do you um, believe that the, since it's a whole new generation of kids who are, with the whole music scene and rock and roll scene and pop scene and Mm -hmm. everything will the rock hall slowly start to change the criteria and eligibility for new inductees um i don't think they'll change the criteria but i think that how people meet the criteria will change uh so i I think the criteria will always be you know you have to have 
longevity, <clears throat> right? Your record release has to be 25 years ago. Uh, but I think that innovation, impact, and influence, I think it'll continue to be how we judge people. But then if you think about how people innovated in the 1950s, mm-hmm. it's radically different than how people right. are innovating today. So I think right. that we'll have to sort of have a shift in, in what those words mean and how people mm-hmm. do those words. With that being said, um, I'm finding out more and more that more and more artists today are independent artists. Have there ever been any independent artists inducted? Like into- people not attached to record labels? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. Surely there's a band that's been inducted who didn't sign to a major label. Like, I bet, uh, especially some of the Roots artists and maybe the early Mm -hmm. 50s artists, I bet some of them never signed to a major label and got inducted. But I can't think of any off the top of my head. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. With that being said, do you think that there would be room in the future for an independent artist to be inducted? I think so, yeah. If if they meet those criteria Mm -hmm. of innovation, influence, impact, I mean... Even, you know, Elvis Presley didn't start on a major label. Right. right? And he had a huge impact when he was on Sun mm-hmm. Records, which mm-hmm. was kind of a mom-and-pop record label mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. So in a world where he never then uh, signed to a major label, I think he would have still had a huge impact and gotten inducted. Okay. There are a lot of complaints about the direction of popular music today. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about where music is going compared to where it's been? I think it's great. I think that most of the people who end up complaining about, you know, music today, whenever they complain <clears throat> about music today, um, I think that really what they're saying is, I liked my music from when I was a kid, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. we all like the music that we listened to when we were 15 years old, mm-hmm. right? It, mm-hmm. it stays with us. Absolutely. Um, but I think if you can learn to listen with new ears and sort of learn to tell how music is changing and how... Uh, different things are sort of being valued in music. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I think in many ways, the history of 20th century and now 21st century mm-hmm. popular music has been sort of a shift away from people caring so much about melody and harmony and a shift toward people caring more about things like rhythm and mm. uh, sort of timbre or color, mm-hmm. sound color. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Like, if you think about hip-hop, it's, for, for most hip-hop, the melodies and the chords mm-hmm. aren't really the interesting part of the song. Right. The interesting things that they're doing are with rhythm and with technology mm-hmm. and with sounds. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. if you kind of listen with those ears, then you realize that what they're actually doing is pretty awesome. What is that they call it? Auto-tune? Yeah. Mm. What they've done? <laughs> 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 Absolutely. What different, um, is there any new upcoming events or changes within the Rock Hall that people can be on the lookout for? Yeah, we have uh, several events coming up. Uh, Every month uh, until the summer, we have these things called Rock Hall Nights. Once a month, people can come down and have discounted museum admission and come and do a bunch of fun activities. We'll have live music all summer, Mm -hmm. and most of our live music is outside and free and open to the public. Uh, So check out rockhall.com, and you can find all kinds of events going on. Okay, perfect. And I was going to ask you, um, let us know... um, 
you know, where we can either follow you, you know, mm-hmm. give all the outlets for the Rock Hall and everything like that. Yeah, um, Rock Hall's on everything, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It was lovely meeting you. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. What a great interview. Thank you so much, Mandy Smith, for taking time to speak with Sammy and Josephine. Until next time, guys, see you here on Say What. The FCB Radio Network. First class broadcasting worldwide. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.